Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, a podcast presenting the very best panels pertaining to RPG design and publishing. This has been made possible by Double Exposure and their leading game design convention, Metatopia. Now to the show! Episode 44, Succeeding at Conventions and Trade Shows, recorded at Metatopia 2013. Presented by Abnel Wing. So, um, awesome. I am Abnel Wing. I am one half of the management, the upper level management team that runs Double Exposure. So I run three and a half conventions a year. Um, I also have done trade show management and have helped a bunch of game designers figure out how to manage their time and energy at conventions. Uh, One of the things that I've learned is that uh, the community as a whole uh, tend to be very bad at surviving conventions on a bunch of levels. So rather than me assuming what information you're interested in, I'm going to have people go around the room. It would help me a lot if you give me your first name so that I can address you by name instead of just pointing. Um, And tell me what you're interested in learning from this panel. So I know Paul, but Paul, what are you here to learn? Um, What am I here to learn? Actually, I'm going to hope to contribute. I've run other conventions also. We'll see what happens. I wasn't planning on doing a roundtable style discussion, but if the floor opens up, absolutely. Mm, All I need. Hi, I'm Janet. Hi, Janet. And I'm here to learn how to get the most out of a convention that we've invested time and money to attend. Okay. And you are? I am John Force. And um, I've I've gone to several conventions and different. different fields, but not so much on the gaming side, and so I'm very interested in learning all the elements that the game conventions might might have to show, because you can always learn something. Okay. Hi, I'm Beth. I've, okay. over the years, I've attended conventions as participant, journalist, uh, helper to people who were presenting, and as a networking thing, and so it just never hurts again to get more tips. So that done it wearing different hats. So. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, I'm Bert. Okay. I, uh, 25 years I've done conventions as a retailer, and I've sort of switched hats, and now I'm a press. I'm completely lost. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm so used to trying to sell something. Okay. You know, a thing, and now I'm kind of trying to sell myself. Okay. So by press, do you mean the so? Un- I want game uh, Okay. Scott, what are you here to learn? Um, well, I've been uh, doing conventions on all aspects between retailing, demoing, and uh, participating. So I wanted to see what other takes on it that I might have been missing. Okay, Josh. Um, my name is Joshua. I've done many conventions as running games, 
I'm really evaluating, especially with Manitoba and all the knowledge that they what do I want to do with conventions and want to know all my options. Okay. Uh, helping and working and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, first off, when you're deciding wh what conventions to attend, whether it's a convention or trade show, and I really think of Metatopia as somewhere between the two. It has a lot of the social aspects of a convention, you're sitting down and playing a game, but it's also a trade show with a professional development track, and so it's definitely a hybrid product. Decide before you go in what it is you want to get out of the convention. Um, is it networking? Do you want to make sure that as many people as possible have your business card and are coming to your website? Is it that you want to meet people that you don't already know? Um, an example from my personal life is that last year was the first time in 15 years I'd gone to a Gen Con. We had Metatopia to promote, and so my job at Gen Con was to meet as many influential game designers as possible. Once you've decided what your goal is, you have to come up with a battle plan. I am an introvert, and meeting people that I don't know already gives, like, I just popped out in goosebumps. Um, and so I had to come up with a plan for how I was going to accomplish this. I enlisted a mentor. And uh, Darren Watts, who was our panel coordinator for Metatopia, took me under his wing and was kind of my sponsor to Game Designer Society. And took me from person to person and said, name, product, accomplishments, strengths. And so I had a battle plan walking in. And my battle plan really was Darren was going to pick me up and throw me into uncomfortable situations, but I sanctioned him to do that, and I gave him permission to do that. Um, and so it meant that, A, I used a tool that was outside of myself. Um, B, I had a plan, I knew what it was, and I knew how to accomplish it, even if I didn't know the specifics. And so I was able to do that. I went in this last year and I was like, well, I need to meet the people that I don't already know. I met nobody new. I didn't have a battle plan. I didn't, Darren was off doing other things, and I was completely unsuccessful because I did not set myself up to succeed. Um, hi. I went around and asked people. Uh, so I'm Avenel. Um, it's easier for me if I know people's names, so when they ask questions, I can call on them without pointing. So, uh, Sean. And what would you like to learn about surviving conventions? Um, everything. Okay. Uh, is, is it surviving or, or being successful at? I mean, sometimes I, I, it's both. Oh, really? Okay. So I mean, it is it is succeeding yeah, I mean, like, at and how surviving. To, how to meet people, I guess. How to how to, how to get okay. into the community, having not gone to any other, and, and feeling like like uh, everyone's saying you, you got to be part of the, the community, and and now I have like a game that I'm trying to develop, and now I feel like I'm using everyone else if, if I'm trying to connect with them, but I, I think that's the wrong. Okay, well, specifically, I, I will. that's a great one and one yeah. that I really want to address because it also, John touched on that and Scott kind of touched on that. Um, and even here, bloggers, um, within the double exposure community, and I know that this branches out otherwise, get involved in other people's projects. Mm -hmm. Go and play test. Sit down at the table. Um, Ryan Macklin and I were talking on Friday night. And he said something that resonated. We were talking about why dance parties don't work at double exposure conventions. And he said, well, there's a different vibe here. What happens here is the way you bond with people is you sit down at the gaming table. And so everybody is going and finding the hot new game that they're going to get excited about. 
And they aren't sitting at the bar wondering what they're going to do next. And so dance party is pointless because you don't get critical mass, right? Mm. And so it really highlighted for me that uh, the community is synergistic. If you are putting energy into someone else's project and being really enthusiastic and supportive and asking questions, people are going to turn that around. It might not happen immediately. You know, you, you may listen to someone give a soliloquy for 25 minutes and then he may not or she may not turn around and say, so tell me about your game. But those connections do start to stack and they branch outward. And then next time you'll walk up to a group where it's big names that you're intimidated by and that person that you've just played that game with and been supportive to goes, oh, dude, this guy was in my last playtest and you need to meet him. It happens all the time. Um, put in as much as you take out. Because it is such a supportive community and because people are very much, um, you played my playtest, so I'm going to go play someone else's. The designers who are the least successful, and I've seen about four of them this weekend, who are just crestfallen and unattached and lethargic, are the ones who aren't putting themselves out there and giving to other people. They're not getting anything back because they're not going and playing in other people's games. They're not participating. You want people to know who you are as a blogger? Start talking to them on their level. Let them be the boss. Go play their game. Talk to them in that level. Or, you know, I have people that I played and play tests with a year ago that I couldn't remember their name, but they came up to me and were like, oh my god, you're the one who blew up our boat. And it forms bonds in a way that is different here. A little different from other um, like trade shows or professional uh, conventions just because there's a different language and it's spaced outside of time. And so you have to remember here that in order to succeed, you have to treat it as equal parts boot camp and summer camp. And at summer camp, if you don't sit around the campfire and tell ghost stories, you're not going to get there. Um, and I'm really tickled that we've created an environment where the only place to tell ghost stories is not at the bar. Um, because that, to me, is really uh, not the best way to network. Uh, I am going to tell you straight up, I think that if you go to a convention and your plan is to get completely trashed and hang out networking with people after I was at the bar, you're not doing enough hard work during the day to get anything out of the convention. Um, I'm just, I am confounded by conventions where everybody has enough energy to be up until 3 in the morning drinking and then are supposed to be up and functional at 9 in the morning. Um, good self-care? is something I'm going to come back to. You cannot be successful at conventions if you don't know what your boundaries are and don't know how to take care of yourself. Yes? Can I, can I just stick with two cents in a second? Sure. What you're saying about giving back is just as important as what you're getting out. I do social media for a living, and it's the same principle there. Successful social media is also about sharing interesting things you find interesting about other people and projects so you're not just being spammy. Yep. And so absolutely. Um... I cannot tell you how many times John Stavropoulos' name has come up as a freaking rock star this weekend to me because he spent he spent all of his time cheerleading and being like, this person is doing this awesome thing and I want everybody to know about it. Um, and if you aren't an extrovert, find ways to contribute anyway. Um, if you are having a hard time getting your feet under you at a convention, Ask questions. How can I get involved? What can I do? I, I can't go to a convention unless I have something to do. I can't go to someone else's uh, live-action role-playing game without having something to do. So I'll end up on the kitchen staff because when I'm sitting there doing nothing and being socially anxious, I go and peel potatoes. 
and it contributes to the community and then everybody's like, oh, you did that job nobody wants. You're awesome and now we know who you are. Um, so find, find your niche. Like my niche at other conventions is I am the person who will jump in and help anywhere because I want to know how the convention works. Ask questions about the culture. Don't assume that you understand what the culture is. Um, the people who are not successful at double exposure conventions don't ask, well, what can I do to be more successful? It is okay to reach out to the community that you are going into and ask. And sometimes it is look it up on the internet and be like, what, how does this work? Know before you walk in the door. Do your research. If, you know, for Gen Con, I went so far as to research which restaurants around my hotel had vegetarian food in the morning because the hotel sucked. And so I, I asked the community. I did the research. Um, within a convention environment, check out where the, the centers of power are. You know, is it that you really ought to be at this unofficial party on Thursday night? Is it really that everybody gets up in the morning and does breakfast together? Um, find out if there are specific groups that you want to connect with. Ask them what their social norms are. Is Are you a group that does hang out at the bar, so should I be there at 9 so I can talk to you before you're trashed? Uh, if it's a group that gets up in the morning, uh, we have one game company, DGA, they're all ex-military. If you want to talk to them, you're not going to have any luck after nine at night. They're not functional. And so if you want to talk to them when they're at their prime, they meet at six in the morning. Um, and that scales according to convention and according to what your goals for the convention are. Um, Herb, tell me about some of the places that you've tried to get your feet into as a member of the press, as a blogger. Like, what challenges have you faced that we can help you address? Well, I mean, I can just come to these conventions as a blogger because I'm, I'm a gamer. Right. You know, hey, I'll write about your stuff, too. Um, places like Comic-Con, which I've done for the last seven years as a retailer, they don't even want to talk to you right. as a blogger because you're just like nobody. Right. And, you know, well, so there, it's, choose your venue. Uh, you probably won't get yourself into Comic-Con as a blogger. Accept that and find another avenue in. And then, okay, they're not acknowledging you as a blogger, but frankly, I've seen a lot of, I've gone in I as, with some other hat on, and I've blown away a post later and caught their attention with my traffic sort of thing. Um, I mean, I, I'm... I've been there for seven years straight, so it's like as a retailer, I'm, you know, mid-range on the list right? for, you know, good spaces, but just as a, you know, everybody's th press nowadays, that's the problem mm -hmm. in, in some sort of way. Um, so this is actually uh, one of my rules is if it isn't working, cut your losses, know when to fold them. Yeah. Um, if being press at Comic-Con is not going to work, find another way to make Comic-Con work for you if it matters. Well, I, you know, bare minimum, I'll always go back as a retailer. Right. And make money with that. Uh, can you piggyback them together so that, I mean... For an extra two grand, yeah, probably. Elaborate. Make my bigger. 
and then expand the space is his footprint because it's more notice. A 10 by 10 space at Comic-Con averages around 2,500 bucks now. My booth is usually 10 by 20, and it's full. Yeah, so honestly, I if make sure that your goal and the convention that you're targeting it at matches. Um, and then the other option is attach yourself to a bigger, you know, hitch your trailer to a bigger cart. Yeah. See if you can find well, someone I mean, to help you into it. It's... Comic-Con is, the, the people at Comic-Con, they're the brick wall. The vendors who are there, because zero-bit games are taking over, you know, the Comic-Cons and video game conventions all over the country. They're, they're getting to be larger and larger pieces of places where supposedly they don't belong. So it's those people, they have no problem. They love the fact that I'm, you know, I'm there, I want to write about their stuff, I want to play their games. It's just the Comic-Con people don't give a crap. Okay, well, I, I hear that, and I'm really picky about which conventions I'll put my energy behind. If conventions and their behavior towards me, my projects, my passions don't match up, I don't attend, and I don't put my <coughs> energy there. If I feel like it has professional value and I'm not getting there, I change my approach. Well, you had something to add? Um... When you were talking about your personal experience at Gen Con, you, you cited Darren Watts as like an inn. That, for a lot of people, is the barrier. If you don't have an inn, if you have no one to show you around, you've got to find that way to be shown around, and that's a hard thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to find yourself noticed by somebody important enough who likes you enough to... So get that mentor that you were talking about. get the mentor. Now, if, if someone had told 25-year-old me, just walk up to the person you want to mentor you and ask them for help, I would have said, yeah, <laughs> eek, uh-uh, no, that's not going to work, they're never going to help me, I'm just some person they don't know. Find somebody that is on the press corps and ask about what you could do to make yourself more attractive and visible. That's my best advice. That's very good advice. Um, I, I, anyone in this building... If you walk up to them and say, I need a mentor on X, there's a culture here that they will probably give you more of your time than is financially viable for them. Like they, People just get super enthused about being an expert. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, so I asked people's names so that when... Uh, Tom. Hi, Tom. I'm Avanel. What are you here to learn? I'm... Um. Well, I was wondering um, how best when you actually get your game produced, what you what you should do. Should you try to like take it to conventions and just give it to people to to sell for you? Like I know that seems more businesses from what we were just talking about. Um, I heard about consignment to people who sell games, and how would you try to find people to do that with? Um. I would actually, personally, so I'm just going to address this straight up. Um, that is not my expertise. Um, and you highlighted the fact that my language on the event description was inexact. Um, but I can, but you've asked the question here. Ask the questions. Find people, ask the questions. If you have to ask the question 15 times before you find the person who can answer it, ask the question. I will connect you with people who can give you better answers. 
Jim Crocker upstairs who's running the um, IPR booth and selling is a good one to talk to. Um, Darren is a good one to, to talk to because he was with IPR for ages. Um, there's a panel that is, do I want to self-publish or not, in the program book. If you take a look at that, I'm the panelists. Okay. That's a good place to ask. Um, and what I would say is get on Google Plus mm -hmm. and ask that question. Use social media to your benefit. Tap the communal knowledge base. And people have already done this thinking and agonized over this, they can help you figure out how to do it. Okay. Um, and they'll talk to you about the different options. I would say always, always, always get a copy into the hands of the staff of your local gaming convention. Um, we built Double Exposure originally by spending every weekend for two years at game stores playing games with people. Um, and so proselytize, get other people to proselytize. If other people are excited by your game, um, then they will sell it for you. Uh, there's a game by Two Lanterns Games called Morels. I've sold more copies of that. Um, and I've, I, I think I've personally bought ten copies of it oh. because I've handed it out to people. Um, if you get people excited, they will just do that. I, I will probably have another ten copies of that game go through my house because I just think it's a great game and it, it fits my game design requirements. Um, and Paul can testify that I play, like, no board games. And this mm. one moved me. Um... And if you are running into an issue where you cannot get people to proselytize, rewrite your copy. Kill your darling and rewrite your copy if people are not picking it up and proselytizing for you. Um, if the community is not responding, there's a reason. Beth, you had a... Well, I was going to make a suggestion, which is uh, you're basically saying trying to get into, into stores and stuff. Also, if there's any game stores in your area, contact them. Yeah. Do it on a friendly basis, not a pushy basis. But say, hey, I've got a game. Would you be interested in me coming to demo it? What do you look for when you pick up games in your stores? Things like that. Not all of them are good at talking, but yeah. a lot of them will be a great resource and tell you what they're looking for, how they order from, or what you know what they want. You know, well, that, and, and they'll be a great resource. Ab absolutely. I, I, a game store opened by me, and I just started going there every Friday, and I bring new games every week, and now it's like Friday is New Games Day, but on top of that, now game designers are coming down on Fridays with their games. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, Angela Kraft, who is one of the principals at Fandible.com, which is a blogging website, I had breakfast with her yesterday morning, and she said, you know, I, I have to figure out how to teach people to write a pitch for us for the blog, because they'll send an email and say, I have a game. Do you want me to wear it as a hat? Do you want me to interview you? Do you want me to use it as a dinner plate? Like, what do you want? And so if you are putting yourself out there, be specific and don't start the conversation until you know what it is you want. And if you are saying, hey, you're really smart and you know a bunch of things and I don't know what I'm asking yet, so tell me the thing I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and say, can I pick your brain? That, that's a great conversation opener. You know, if you're talking to someone like as a retailer or something like that, it's like, listen, I'm a game designer. Can I pick your brain for five minutes? And, and ask some questions. Oh, I mean, like I said, some of them won't be responsive, but a lot of them will. Um, yeah. Um, Joshua, can you restate what the thing was? Because what I wrote down was what to do. Um, <laughs> is that like how to actually get benefit out of a convention? Well, no, it's, um, as I said, I was running, I've been running games at conventions for years, and now I'm reevaluating what 
I want to do in conventions. I'm going to basically, I'll not necessarily a list, but ideas of what can you do at a convention. Oh, okay, you got it, helpful? got it. Um, so you can propose programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wedged our way into the second BronyCon and was like, you have like two tracks of programming and no gaming, and that's ridiculous. So let me run your LARP track for you. And I was persistent, and they were really chaotic and really crazed, and they went through staff turnovers, and they didn't understand what LARPing was, and I was like, no, this dovetails. I want to get into this. I want my name to reach your audience, but also, there's a giant freaking hole in your programming. Let me fix that. Um, And that's how we ended up at BronyCon, is I was like, there's a hole. I'm going to fix it. Ask, ask questions. Persistent. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing, Abby. You are persistent. Yes. <laughs> I just know what I want, and I'm going to go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, ask questions. If you are going to a convention, ask somebody, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Find, find a table to have between you and the public to filter the public, mm-hmm. but have a reason for being there. Are you demoing a game? Are you being? Are you helping a somebody that is trying to be in two places at once? Are you working on staff? Well, no. That, that was the thing is that uh, you can run games. You can. How is the con organized? Like, there's staff suite, there's security. What are the different ways that I can help? For me. For you, yes, or in general. Well, at, again, each convention is going to be a little different. Like, if you were to say to me, I want to be on your security staff, I'd be like, uh, it's kind of full, and they self-select themselves, and I don't get involved in that decision. Um, if you were to say, I just generically want to be helpful, I would say, you know, here are the departments. So you could be on security. You could be on register. Like, there's administrative staff. There's creative staff. Um, and so figure out what skills you have to offer. Um Another big part of it is knowing what your strengths are, and if you are trying to sell yourself in any way, really play up to it. Um, Build patterns so that when you are walking up to somebody, you don't stutter all over yourself. My director of operations, God bless him, cannot follow a pattern, cannot use a pattern, and so he knows that he can't be the man out front. He can't be the one breaking the ice because he will cross it up, he will get his nouns wrong, his adjectives will be wildly inappropriate. But once I've worked out a patter, I've got it down and I can sell ice to Eskimos. What yeah. is patter? Oh! Um, the, the Your elevator pitch for whatever it is you're trying to do. Every, every task I've ever taken on at a convention that involves dealing with people has an elevator pitch. Right. Um, I just hadn't heard called yeah. that before. It, it's a salesperson term, I think. Uh, I actually don't know where I picked that up because I haven't spent a lot of time in sales communities. Yeah. I always heard it in sales as an elevator pitch. I never oh. heard the term pattern. Okay. I was a magician, and we always called our, you know, speaking to the audience our pattern. Mm-hmm. It's the same every time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and there's a cadence to it. <coughs> that that's part of what makes it work is that you um, you find you language that flows well. Yeah. Um, and so if you are dealing with the public or you're you know you're working in a sales booth, certainly you you learn what does and doesn't work. If you are terrible at things like eye contact or reading facial expressions, buddy up. Have someone with you that can help work in teams. I can go into the dealer's room at Gen Con and introduce myself to 50 people, but I need a handler because I walk up, 
I give the patter, I respond appropriately, I collect the information I need, and then my brain shuts off as I leave the space. And so I need somebody, like I, I turn around, I go to the nearest pillar, I write notes about the conversation that I've just had on the back of the business card, and I hand it to my handler. If I try doing that dealer's room without a handler, I'm a mess. Like I end up shopping for skirts and staring at the wall and wandering off to the ladies' room. So I know that my weakness is being focused when there's so much input going on and when I'm overcoming my inherent neuroses about talking to strangers. And so part of succeeding at conventions is figuring out what things you're good at and what things you need coverage on. Um, From a going to a trade show and actually getting benefit out of it perspective, the thing that I've done that has done myself the most good is that I will collect... 50 business cards and I will go up and I will write a little form letter that says hi we just met at Gen Con Uh, we spoke about this I'm marking our place so that we can have this conversation in six weeks after you slept and restocked and I've recovered I title them all the same thing and I send them out the instant I hit a Wi-Fi connection and do you know how many people at Gen Con were like holy crap you just sent me email I can't believe you've already sent me email because they get it on their smartphone. And it increased my visibility to the people that I was talking to because they talked to hundreds of people. And I will sometimes even refuse to hand out business cards because I'll say, that's just another piece of paper you're going to lose by the end of the convention. You're going to give me your business card and I'm going to take responsibility for managing this relationship. I will be back in touch with you and I will follow up with you And about every three months, I send emails saying, hi, we spoke at Gen Con and we haven't followed up on this thing yet. Or, we spoke at Gen Con and here's where we left the conversation. Did I get lost in your inbox? And because it's all with the same title and I can search for it, I just knock them out. I can knock out 300 emails in a day just by using a patter in email um, and using technology appropriately. And it means that instead of, when I used to do Macworld, I would end up with a stack of business cards that stared at me and mocked me until I got disgusted and threw them out because I just wasn't going to do it when I was out of the moment. Um, what other questions can I answer for people? Because then I also have a rant about self-care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I guess it goes to uh, yeah, connecting with the people through the talks. And and, uh, and people who, who seem to be the faces of, of this this uh, conference, like how do you, how do you, how would you go up and approach them? Say Hi, hello. I'm Abby. Say hello. <laughs> would you have like, here yeah. at Metatopia? You introduce yourself to me, and you say, Abby, I'm having a hard time getting a foothold. Could you introduce me to three people that will help me? And I absolutely will. I will I will talk to you about what your game is. I will talk to you about where you are in the design process, and I will find three people that are friendly and non-threatening and are unlikely to say jerkish things to you and connect you to them. Or if I think you need a jerk, and I don't want to tell you that, I will go find someone that will speak truth in a way that carries more authority than I do. Um, Ask questions. Uh, Absolutely figure out who to ask the questions of. Um, Again, also... Play, when when you sit down to play games with somebody at a, ta- at a table here, take down their names and their email addresses. Stay in contact with those people that you have formed these, these uh, flash intimacies with. We get one of those. <laughs>
He's so speaking of. Oh, thank you. Speaking about using uh, resources appropriately, uh, I actually have a staff member whose job it is to make sure I don't do terrible self-care. And you can use your community for that, too. Um, So I will make sure that you walk out of here with three connections that matter. You're also going to get the name and contact information of everybody in this room, and you're going to use my tip, and before you get off work tomorrow, you're going to send email to each of us and tell us a little bit about your game and ask what we do in the industry. Okay? You are in order to succeed at conventions, you have to give a shit about the people you're talking to. You have to encourage them to care about you. Um, in this community, which is all word of mouth and all um, at this level, is all connections and is all being in the right place at the right time, you have to open those doors and allow yourself to do that. And so by asking me the question of, well, how do I, how do I get my feet in there? Um, with one, double exposure is an oddity because you can just email Vinny or I. I put my damn cell phone number on a wall in case people were weirded out by my social initiatives. You know, I am available. Um, my phone number, my cell phone number is on my uh, Facebook account because I've had kids that have been in emotional social crises call me and be like I just need someone to talk to and you were nice to me last week so I, I thought to come looking for you Vinny and I are both so out there and so available that if you have questions you can email and we will give freely of our time as long as we feel like we're getting respect and support back and if I say to you hey I just connected you with Fred Hicks so that you could talk about your game or I just sat you down at a game table with James Ernest and he took apart your mechanics and put them back together for you now I need you to go play for this baby game designer that's being really anxious could you go be nice to him and and be supportive because what he doesn't need right now is someone being grumpy at him then you return the favor and we will continue to be supportive (laughs) Um, yeah Um, jumping back for just a moment can you give an example of pattern from any chance of that? Oh, sure. Um, hi, I'm Avna Wing with Double Exposure. We run three conventions a year, Dexcon, Dreamation, and Metatopia. I would like to talk to you about the ways that we could work together. I know that you're really busy right now, so if I can get your contact information, I will reach out to you as soon as I get back, and we will talk about the ways that such and such games could benefit from a relationship with us. Or, I'm having a wing and I coordinate the Double Exposure National Championship Circuit. We take games from companies and distribute them to our 24 feeder feeder regions, and they report their winners back to us, and they get free memberships to Dexcon, so I handle the distribution of the games. I handle uh, managing the tournaments. I teach conventions how to run tournaments, and all you do is ship me the product and sanction it as the national championship. Those are two of the patterns I use all the time. Pretty impressed I pulled them up. <laughs> but that's why patterns are important, is because I was on the spot. I'm nervous because I have debilitating stage fright. Um, and uh, I, because it's a pattern, because I've done it a million <coughs> times, I was able to pull it out. Um, okay, so good self-care. Um, you yeah. find self-care. I'm about to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what self-care isn't. Uh-huh. Self-care is letting your blood sugar drop. 
It is um, not wearing the right shoes. It is overscheduling yourself. It is committing to more things than you can manage. Uh, it is forgetting your medications at home. It is uh, not bringing your brand of toothpaste so that you are ever so slightly miserable every morning. Um, guess what I did this weekend. <laughs> uh, so self-care is being aware of your own needs and making sure that you are uh, not sublimating them for the convention experience, whether it's a trade show. Like, I cannot spend more than eight hours on the floor of any trade show. I get hyperstimulated and end up crying. Uh, and so if I'm on a trade show floor and I start to get leaky, I'm like, oh, I need to go eat and be not here. Um, it's a lot of self-awareness, and it's a lot of taking care of the things you need to take care of. Hydrating. Um, I My bloodstream is 50% coffee, and if I don't make sure that I've had coffee in the morning, I'm unlivable. And so um, this comes up a lot in communities where there's frank talk about anxiety and mental illness, but it applies to everybody. If you are running demos all damn day, make arrangements for food to show up. Uh, if you are running from place to place, figure out a battle plan. Um, if you are flying and you don't know what the current TSA regulations are about the things that might be in your bag, go look it up. Um, I really, from beginning to end, think about what the trip is going to entail what it is you want to accomplish, and what you need to do it. Um, pack in a way so that you can change quickly. Uh, I'll tell you, when you start doing trade shows like Gen Con, if you aren't already, someone taught me a trick when we were running uh, the gaming pavilion at Macworld that changed my convention-going life, which is when you get off the floor, go change your socks and shoes. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot describe to you... I was like... A week of the entire crew being required to go change their socks and shoes as they came off the floor. Everybody was so much perkier. Like it, just, it just makes your world a better place. And it, it is, be aware of biomechanics. If your booth is set up in a way that you are doing yourself injury, don't be an idiot. Just change it. Um, did anyone have any questions? Oh, eat three meals a day, and if you can't manage three meals a day, eat two, and make sure that they include a fat, a carb, a protein and a and a fiber. Like, have a fruit. Have nuts. Have eggs. Um, I'm vegetarian, so I can't really advocate chicken. But um, make sure that you're giving your body the fuel that it needs to succeed. If you walk past a bathroom and it has been more than 30 minutes since you last washed your hands, go wash your hands even if you don't have to pee. For God's sake, just do it. It makes everybody healthier. Um... Just because you're shaking hands, you're touching people, you're in close quarters. Um, they've proven scientifically that, or studies have proven that there is a high likelihood that you will be less sick or that you will not get as sick if exposed to a cold virus if you drink hot liquids. Hot liquids will help your body because it washes it away, steams it out. Like, I don't know the mechanics, but the study exists and... I'm not going to argue with good science. Um, if you are flying and you are exposing yourself to disgustingness on an airplane, a friend of mine has cystic fibrosis, and one of his pulmonologists has him put a tiny dot of neosporin inside each nostril and squish his nostrils together. It feels awful for the first five minutes, 
but pulmonologists have found that for people who are susceptible to airborne germs, either Neosporin or triple antibiotic ointment changes how sick they get on airplanes. Um, be aware of these things and be aware of where your, where your breakdown points could be because good self-care isn't just for the convention today, but it's for the fact that most of us have to hit the ground running when we get back home tomorrow morning. Um, Paul, did you have anything specifically that you wanted to add? Or address? Or topics you wanted to toss at me? Well, one of the things I said is you offered some time already to someone in the audience. And from experience, you're still upper management here, so you're still extremely busy. But I have found that if she offers her time, it may not be immediate. Oh, She's not? Good. It's, it's yeah. on account. It'll happen. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, um, and and anyone with a bright green badge can help you find, uh, if they don't know how to answer your question, they can point you to someone who can. And it might be, Abby will be back in 20 minutes, let me text her. Um, it might be, hey, tap her on G+. It might be, um, oh, wait, there's Darren, let me grab Darren for you. But by asking and by saying, you know, I'm willing to participate in this community, how can you help me? Um we're really supportive and so one of the things Metatopia does is that we are pretty indiscriminate we will throw big names like Amanda Valentine or Fred Hicks or Ken Haidt or John McDowell into a game that's never seen the light of day you know this is a, a convention that does a lot of equalizing so um, there are people who are really intimidated by that and don't cope well with it express your boundaries I don't want a high test. I absolutely, positively do not want anybody that has published more than three items in my pan, in my focus group because I want to talk with neophytes. I am intimidated. Oh, okay. We had somebody who Vinny picked up the phone and said, so I'm going to give you a high test. You want it? And he said, sure, I guess. And he has spent all weekend bitching about it, and I'm ready to duct tape him to a wall because he did not express boundaries. We wouldn't have done it to him if we'd known he had a panic disorder that made him really uptight about the concept of a high test. We would have helped take care of him. Support systems. Use them. Um, if you're flying out and it's 6 in the morning and you're crazy, have a plan. If you have to ask someone to have breakfast ready for you as you run out the door, ask. If you don't have that option, tell people, when I arrive, I need to go grab lunch right away. Discuss what you need. Discuss with your support system what it is that would be most productive. If you don't have a support system, work on developing one. Um, I will often, if I'm going out to a convention where the registration staff is accessible, I'll attach myself to registration. I'll stick labels on things and stuff envelopes. And then I have someone to go to dinner with. Um, or I have someone to say, could you remind me to take my medication in three hours? I just took it, and I'm being a little flighty. Um, I just, I really think that connecting with communities is the best way as game designers to uh, handle things. Um, you know, Scott, if at, at Gen Con, I looked up and noticed that none of my game masters at, in the playtest hall had gone for something to drink in two hours. And I'm like, oh, this won't do. And we watered them. We were part of the support system. We were part of the caretaking system. Hey, have you gone out for food recently? Get off your table. I will sit here, and I will guard your table until you come back down with a sandwich. Yeah. You were at the uh, table of series a little while ago watching it, weren't you? 
Or we might think you the wrong person. Um, which table? Uh, it was one of the uh, the sales booths. Oh no, that was actually probably L. Oh. Yeah, but yes, I I will sit at tables. I will chase people off to take a walk. Um, if somebody is having an anxiety attack that they weren't expecting, I'll be them for a little bit. Um, but also don't overcommit yourself in such a way that you end up in that position. You know, as a game master, don't bid 25 hours worth of stuff if you can only handle 20. If you get it wrong, apologize to the convention and communicate. I think I've covered a broad base of things. Gaming conventions, tips, retailer transitioning to blog... Uh, getting into the community. Um, what other things can I offer? Use your tools. Like Beth handed me her business card earlier yesterday. I put her contact information directly into my phone and sent her an email from my phone because I wasn't going to my laptop. Use your tools appropriately. I could not survive conventions without either a laptop or a smartphone. Both makes it better. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are the type to loot, like, know what your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. If I receive a business card and I don't have pockets it's gonna and a handle, or a handler, it's going to be gone. So I snap a picture of it. And then I've got it later, and I can do my daily when I get back to my computer. Um, when your systems break down, don't let them break down so far that you get no benefit. You know, at Gen Con, I got a little overwhelmed by the dealer's room and did not sit down to do my emails right away. And so I had two rounds worth of networking stacked up. And I went, I'm just going to do it. I'm just, And I tattled. I told my staff, I screwed this up. I need you to keep me on task. Don't let me try to patter to people walking up to the table. Chase me back here. I need to do this. And so tattle on yourself when you've gotten it wrong. You know, Use your support system to keep you on task. And don't let it get so far ahead of you that it becomes a part of the guilt pile. Because those guilt piles are killer. You will never recover once something hits a guilt pile and starts to molder. Um, yes? What do you do if you have, don't really have access to the internet? Buddy up with somebody who does? That's not really an option. You are a very okay. special case <laughs> because your life is so full of work. Mm -hmm. um, can we... Uh, okay, so no, that's fair. I, I'm, I'm willing to... Actually, I'll open it up to the floor. If you were trying to be part of a community without internet access, what would you do? Or very limited. Well, I was going to say, that's the thing. Is, is it you just don't have it here, or you don't have it, period? Um, I have three hours a night to deal with the light. Okay. Seven days a week. This is, this is a question that women in game design deal with all the time because of second shift feminist issues mm -hmm. as well. Um, and... People who have children and people... So talk to people who have children. Ask them, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. Talk to Elle about what her plans with two itty-bitty babies... Well, uh -huh. hi. With two itty-bitty babies in coming into her world, what she plans on doing to stay connected to the world. What has she done with a toddler at home mm -hmm. that has a... One trick that sounds crazy, um, but I got this from a productivity expert, and it actually does work if you do this. When you have very limited time to accomplish something, get a timer. Yep. And it sounds crazy, but like if you only have very limited time to deal with this and limited internet access, get just a little, like a kitchen timer, it works mm -hmm. perfectly, set 15 minutes or 20 minutes, but like no more than 20 minutes, and say, I'm going to do my email in that amount of time. The thing is it keeps you focused. Mm 
Mm -hmm. So this way then you're doing the stuff that's absolutely essential. You're not sidetracking into, oh, that reminds me, let me go do so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And if necessary and you're not done, you can set for another 15 minutes, but it's usually best to like get walk away for five minutes and then come back because, again, it keeps you po focused. So this way then you're making the most of that limited time that you've got. Just to give you an analog, that's how I do dishes when I'm doing convention prep, is like I've got all this other crazy crap going on and dishes is the last of my priorities, but if the physical plant of my house careens out of control, I am a disaster. Mm -hmm. And so I will set a timer, and in 15 minutes I can get the dishwasher loaded and run and my world is a better place. Mm -hmm. But without that timer, it feels insurmountable. Um, the Franklin Covey system, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Humans, take from it what is useful, Throw out what isn't. Ten, ten laws of 